for the first time in National Hockey League history. A team is into the conference final twice in its first three years. I'm Darren Millard, and this is the VGK Daily Final Four Edition. The creation of the NHL's 2020 bubble playoff format opened the door to crown a Stanley Cup champion. And with that opportunity comes expediency. The Golden Knights, fresh off making history with another berth in the third round, face the Dallas Stars in game one of the Western Conference Final in Edmonton tonight. The two clubs allowed one day to catch their breath after respective thrilling game seven victories on Friday. Tonight's series curtain raiser will continue a history of significant games between the Golden Knights and Stars. It was against Dallas that Vegas played its first ever regular season game in 2017, a victory. The Golden Knights returned to play against Dallas this summer to open up the round robin in the qualifying stage last month. Another win and a second tone setter for what was to come. Now the franchises collide for the first time in a Stanley Cup playoff series. The VGK Daily collected an assessment of the stars from head coach Pete DeBoer and defenseman Nick Holden. Every round you get a better version of, uh, of the teams you just went through. And I think Vancouver was a better version of, of Chicago. Um, and I think uh, Dallas is going to be uh, a better version of Vancouver. I think uh, they provide the same type of defensive structure and, and problems that Vancouver gives you, uh, you know, but they're, they're probably a little deeper uh, up front and uh, a little deeper on the back end, you know, with, with some star power. So, uh, you know, at least age-wise, I mean, Quinn Hughes is going to be a, a superstar and, and his borderline already, already is, but, you know, I think Dallas's guys are – when I'm talking Klingberg and these guys are, are, are a little older, a little little uh, more veteran group. I just remember in the round robin there, uh, they're definitely uh, coming hard, a little harder, a little more physical. Uh, so I think we just need to make sure that we're aware of that, but at the same time, not changing uh, our game, getting back on pucks fast, moving pucks. Uh, if we can get back and keep our feet moving, um, they might not be able to, to catch up or uh, might even draw some penalties. So if they want to play that physical game, uh, that's something that we can do as well. So I think when you looked at Dallas during the season, you kind of scratched your head why, why they weren't creating offense with the personnel they had. It didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, the fact that they put that piece together here uh, since we've come back isn't a surprise to me. They've got a lot of skill, both on the back end and up front. Um, you know, real good power play. So, you know, they're, they're, they, they're firing on all cylinders. It's going to be a great test. Going back to the regular season, Vegas won two of three meetings against the Stars, the most relevant for both clubs being the first game of the round robin last month when the Golden Knights shrugged off a sluggish opening two periods to explode for a four-goal third on its way to claiming the number one seed in the Western Conference. And that's the reason why Vegas will have the advantage of last change tonight and in games two, and if necessary, five and seven. Working against the Golden Knights is the forced absence of winger Ryan Reeves, who serves a one-game suspension for his Game 7 hit on Canucks forward Tyler Mott. Vegas survived the five-minute penalty handed to Reeves on Friday night, but will be missing his presence off tonight's opening face-off and the next 59 minutes. Nick Holden talks about the influence of Reeves on that fourth line following coach Pete DeBoer. The comments made prior to learning of the punishment handed down by the NHL's player safety department. 
in my time, both coaching against Ryan and, and now with him, uh, he's the cleanest, toughest player that, that I know. I mean, very rarely does he take penalties. Uh, he, he very rarely takes liberties. Uh, he, he doesn't take advantage of people in vulnerable positions, even though he could, and yet he, he plays a, a, as physical a brand of hockey as anybody in the league. So, you know, I think he, he's going for a hit there. Uh, like he does uh, every shift he's on the ice and, uh, you know, angle, uh, movement of the other guy. He's committed to it, doesn't have time, whatever the reason, you know, he catches him in the wrong spot. The way that our fourth line uh, sets the tone of the games and uh, brings a, a very physical presence, uh, it, it'll be a loss uh, if, if we do lose him. Uh, obviously, we don't know yet, uh, but... We know uh, as a group, uh, we have guys that can fill in. Uh, Will still brings a, a lot of uh, physicality and, and a hard forecheck. So it, he'll be missed, obviously. Uh, he's a big, big guy in uh, physical presence, but uh, guys will fill in for him. This is the second suspension in Reeves' NHL career. He will be eligible to return for game two. Regardless of the result in tonight's game, Reeves and his listed 225-pound frame will be fully embraced by Vegas for Game 2. You see Dallas checks in as the second heaviest club in the National Hockey League this year and in the 2020 postseason have started to use pre-existing skill that complements their size to extreme advantages. Pete DeBoer and Nick Holden expect tonight will be the start of a very physical series. I said this last year when we lost to St. Louis. Um, and, you know, in the hockey world went up in arms that, you know, everybody loves skill. And, yes, the game's getting faster. And, yes, there's places for smaller players. But, you know, the, the, two, the two heaviest teams in the league, and when I say heavy, I don't, I don't mean 6'4", 230, but, but heavy in puck battles and heavy inside and willing to, to go to the dirty areas, which was Boston and St. Louis last year, ended up in the final. And, uh, you know, I think uh, if you if you look at the road that's going here, um, you know, I look at the, the East and, you know, what's the difference between Tampa this year and last year? They, they added, uh, you know, some of that heaviness to their lineup in, in that Goodrow line. Um, so, you know, it, it, that's never going to change in hockey. It's always going to have a place because uh, you've got 10 gladiators in a small area flying around the ice and, and there's a lot of contact and, and uh, courage and, and heaviness are, are going to be a part of the game forever. I'd say the first round is usually the, the most physical where guys are just so amped up. And then uh, as it gets going, uh, obviously you get to where the games, they're just, it's every detail matters. And so uh, the mental side of the game, uh, and it just gets into a little bit more of a grind. And so you're just, uh, the, the mental side of the game uh, becomes a lot more uh, evident and important because uh, if, if you miss, a, miss an assignment and they score a goal it's, it, at this time of year, it, as you saw in our last three games, it's hard to score. And so, um, Every little detail matters so much. This meeting will be unique in that both teams, the Golden Knights and Stars' leading point producers, are blue liners. 
Shea Theodore was the Game 7 hero for Vegas, while Miro Heiskanen has the most points among those remaining in the National Hockey League postseason. Heiskanen has exploded this summer. He has become the star's most important player on a team with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. The challenge for Vegas, Pete DeBoer says, respect the skill, while rookie blue liner Zach Whitecloud is staying in his lane. Steve Spott and I ran into our old captain, Joe Pavelski, uh, a few times here in the bubble. And, uh, you know, what Joe says about uh, him, both as a player and a person, uh, you know, carries the most weight. Uh, He's just, he says this kid's a superstar. And uh, you can see that on the ice. And a lot like Shea Theodore on our end, uh, you can see him growing and getting better every time he steps out there. As two defensemen, I think we, when we watch hockey games, you pay attention to those guys. But, um, and this isn't me being rude or anything. I mean, we're focused on us. I mean, that's that's the only focal point for us is um, how we're playing and what we need to do to you know help our team win and and uh, keep moving forward through these playoffs. And um, you know, you you shift your focus to you know a new team when you move on to a next round and. Um, you know, you uh, take a look at different players, but as, as you're going through a round, you, you focus on what you need to do to, um, you know, keep moving forward. So, This lead up to game one was the first chance for the VGK Daily to check in with White Cloud and his health after an eventful Vancouver series. Big checks, missed checks, block shots, and huge penalty killing efforts were contributed by the freshman rear guard. I'm feeling great. Um, you know, I had a good day today and... Uh, you know, whether it is after games, you know, um, there's one thing I was told growing up and it's, it still resonates every day with me is that winning's hard um, and it hurts to win. So, um, you know, every single game is going to hurt no matter what. Um, and that should be your expectation going in and you're not going to come out of a game with without a bump or a bruise. And I think if you do, you're, you're not doing the right thing. So, um, no, continue to go out there and, you know, I know my role and I know what I need to do to, to help the team be successful. And, um, you know, whether that's being physical, uh, even putting myself in the glass if I have to, um, or uh, getting in front of pucks, um, or taking hits to make plays. You know, those are the little things that, that uh, need to be done this time of year, all year round for that matter, but uh, more importantly at this time of year. And, um, you know, I'm, that's, uh, that's what I pride myself on is getting those little things done to, to help my team. So all of us defensemen pride ourselves on is, is being able to do that job and, you know, take a puck here and there and, and get in front of shots, you know, help Lenny and Flower on the back end. And um, no, I mean, everyone leads the way in, in different little aspects, right? And, you know, Nabby's blocking shots with his throat and, you know, with his head and, and it's just little things like that, that, you know, get the boys fired up and obviously goals and things like that, get the boys fired up. But um you know, when you see someone put their body on the line, that sends a message to the whole team saying that, you know, he's in it, he's ready, he's willing to put his body on the line. And, um, you know, that gets the boys amped out just as much. So, Pete DeBoer mentioned the encounter with Joe Pavelski. DeBoer, assistant coach Steve Spott, and Pavelski all moved on after good runs in San Jose this past season. It took time for the former Sharks captain to find his place in the Dallas room this regular season. The playoff run has revealed the 36-year-old's value, raising his offensive contributions to rival his influence on the Stars' teammates, neither of which is a surprise to his former coach. 
he sent uh, Spotter and I a, a text last night congratulating us and in, in typical Joe fashion said, we'll talk to you after the series is over. Uh, he, he's got his game face on. There'll be no communication. Um, you know, he's there for one thing and that's to win. And you respect the hell out of uh, him for that attitude because, uh, you know, when you were coaching him, that's, that's what you loved about him. And that's what carried a lot of the, the teams we had, you know, through, through the runs that we went on. Now, Pete DeBoer and Joe Pavelski will engage in cyber and social distancing while inside the bubble environment. They will, however, be in closer quarters tonight. As DeBoer and veteran Nick Holden noted, this series only allowed for one day off for the clubs. It helps and it doesn't help. I mean, it's nice sometimes to to get away from the rink, get away from the game, to be able to, to hit that reset. But I think uh, our guys, our team, uh, throughout this whole time, have done a good job being able to, to separate from the game uh, on days uh, to be able to kind of reset, refresh. And so... Um, I think it's it's big. Uh, obviously, that series was emotional for us not uh, uh, getting results when we thought we were playing uh, the right way. And so um, I think it, it helps that uh, it is kind of a quick turnaround because we, we feel we have been playing pretty well the last few games and uh, hopefully we can roll into tomorrow doing the same thing. It helps in that you're not traveling somewhere. Um, you know, a lot of times you finish a series and you either finish on the road and have to travel home and get ready to play, or you finish at home and have to travel somewhere else to start the next series. So that, that's, a, that's a huge advantage, you know, but it, it's advantage to both teams. So, um, you know, I, I think everybody would take a night at home uh, to, to get away from the environment in order to clear your head. I think that's always healthy between series. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we don't have that. So you've got to, You've got to deal with the, the mental piece of that and try and get away uh, some way mentally. You know, today we didn't do anything. We didn't host, we didn't host any meetings. We didn't show any video. We just wanted them to, to clear their heads, uh, you know, as much as they could in here. It should be noted the halfway point of the Stanley Cup playoffs was originally set as a rough time frame for players' families to be able to travel to the bubble. While never official, the families will not head to Edmonton for now, at least for the start of the conference finals. Here is husband and father, Nick Holden. Uh, government's playing a big role in this, uh, trying to keep everyone safe. And so um, as of right now, um, my family's not coming for the, the conference final. Uh, if we can get to the final uh, and the government approves it, uh, I'd, I'd like them to come up. But uh, as of right now, uh, family's not coming in. But... I mean, it's it's it would be awesome to have them here. Uh, our focus is to try and win and, and get to the final. So uh, not having them Skype, FaceTime does a great job, too. The quick transition from the second round to the conference final fills the time away. The West begins today. The East putting the New York Islanders, the only team from a best-of-five qualifying series, to advance to the Final Four against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That series drops tomorrow, both teams having made the trip from Toronto as the NHL goes down to a single arena and bubble in Edmonton. Vegas and Dallas started the season with high expectations, thrived after respective mid-season coaching changes, and arrived in the bubble as the third and fourth-ranked teams in the West. Tonight, the Golden Knights and Stars begin the series that will determine a Stanley Cup finalist. 
Get ready for Game 1 on the Knights Report at 4.30 with Dave Gosher and Shane Noddy on the VGK Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channels. The pregame show on the Golden Knights Radio Network begins at 4.30. Ryan Wallace setting up Dan Duba and Gary Lawless with the game broadcast. The television broadcast can be found on NBC. The VGK Daily will have reaction and analysis tomorrow from Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. I'm Darren Millard, and this is the VGK Daily, a presentation of the Vegas Golden Knights.